0: Going on, everybody. Welcome to the Bay Watch Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Span. I'm joined tonight by my lovely wife, Mrs. Span. Say what's up to the people, baby. Hello. Oh man, you're so, so soft spoken tonight, babe. <laughs> Hello. And uh, we're doing a show about Queen and Slim. We saw Queen and Slim Friday night, Black Friday. Um personally, we I think we saw it because we didn't want niggas to spoil it for us. Because niggas will spoil some shit and um, yo, we had some thoughts about what we saw and we're going to express those thoughts here with you guys tonight but of course before we do that I got to remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Baywatch Podcast. Let your voice be heard. You can go ahead and hit up the hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave the voicemail messages. Of course, we'll play those messages here on the show and respond to you in kind. You can also email us here at feedback at com. That's feedback at the com. Leave us those emails and of course those emails will get read here live on the show. Responded to live as well. Uh, Follow me on Twitter. My name is Mr. Underscore and you can follow my wife where?
1: Um Podcast Bay.
0: You forgot what your Twitter was. Oh man. <laughs> I don't
1: use it.
0: You don't forgot what it was. All right. So follow her at Podcast Bay. And uh, you know, she's gonna be talking some shit on there, I guess. You know, <laughs> but uh <laughs> yo, know, like I said, we went to go see Queen and Slim. It's a movie that was uh I believe it was written and it wasn't directed by Lena waithe but I know that she was. She had the. Uh, she wrote the screenplay for this. As a matter of fact, let me pull up the IMDb for Queen and Slim. I had this pulled up already, and I don't know where the hell it went. So let me do it again. <laughs> uh, let me do that again. All right. So yeah. So this movie was written by um, Lena Waithe, uh, and it was directed by Melina Masukas. And uh, it's starring Daniel Kaluuya, Jodie Turner Smith, and Bokeem Woodbine, and it basically follows the story of uh, two two young black people who meet for dinner. We 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 meet them at dinner, uh, and Jodie Turner Smith's character Queen basically was like, "Yo, I did I, I lost a case. She's a lawyer. Uh, I lost a case, and I didn't want to be alone tonight. And she reached out to Slim, who she met on Tinder." Uh, for dinner, and um uh, right off top, it don't seem like they like each other.
1: Also, Queen and Slim is not their names.
0: That's how they have them credited here on IMDb. I know, but
1: like, didn't you notice at the end it was Angela and Ernest?
0: Yeah, I did, but you know, we are gonna go for Queen and Slim. <laughs> nobody, nobody called them Angela and Ernest the whole film <laughs> until the <laughs> end. So we're going go Queen and Slim. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they didn't like each other like um how did you how did you think about that dynamic like starting off the film that they were just like kind of at odds like there was like i don't know it was like uh the the, the smallest things were setting each of them off with, with I don't each think, other
1: i think it was her, well it was queen who was quite she kind of she kind of had like an attitude like a little stank kind of attitude or whatever
0: well she did say she was having a bad day
1: yes but like I'm the type of person like if I'm having a bad day like I don't want to like bring my bad day to other people mm-hmm. like I feel like bad days are contagious mm. <laughs> so I like to stick to myself so that's not what I personally would have done I wouldn't have said like oh yeah let me let me go on a date right <laughs> um, it was it was just weird like it was obvious like she didn't like him yeah and she had like she pretty much had like her guard way up of course now the dog won't stay still um <laughs> but. It was like she just had her guard way up. She just wasn't... She wasn't feeling him. And obviously, like, he thought she was attractive or whatever. And he was kind of... He was kind of more... He he was more of just, like, a nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it, it was awkward. But, I mean... I was very awkward. We've all been on, like, awkward dates. Especially, like, if you don't really like the person. Like, for a woman. Like, if you don't really like the nigga. i like...
0: <laughs> I get... I. I, so here's the thing like there was this exchange between the two of them where he basically was just like look man like I sent you this like this long ass message I didn't hear nothing from you for like three weeks and then all of a sudden you hit me up talking about you know you know, let's go to dinner or whatever you know like what changed you know for that and she said something to the effect of like I liked your picture like you um, you look very sad, and I felt sorry for you. And he was like, "Damn!" <laughs> like, what's...
1: yeah, she was hitting him with a lot of little zingers and stuff. I like...
0: think I think she comes across like somebody who's very like kind of maybe socially awkward.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, like I think some of it was she would say things, but I don't think like she wasn't always aware of like how she said things, how it was coming across. And so um, I think like when she was hitting him with the like, I felt sorry for you. Um, you look very sad he was like man I was very proud of that damn picture my daddy took that picture Like, it was just this whole thing of like them not really they weren't really vibing much and like it, it, you know it kind of goes into them uh, being in the car and they're arguing in the car like as he's getting ready to drop her off you know what I'm saying before we get to the whole scene with him and the, you know the police officer and everything else um, now with that scene though Kind of, I mean, I, I guess we know what this was going to be like, you know, throughout all of the previews and stuff like that. It was pretty much like, yeah, they we know they're going to be on the run. This is the precipitous of that. But, um, like as, as you were watching that scene, like how did, how did you feel like they handled that situation? Like, do you feel like you would have been as, I don't know, vocal during that traffic stop as she was, or how, how would you feel you'd have done that?
1: Um, no, but I'm not that type of person. Mm-hmm. Like, she was very, like, she's, I think she also um, had a different perspective because she is a lawyer. She's an attorney. Mm -hmm. So she actually knows, like, the laws and stuff like that and was very much, like, um, wanted to stand up for herself. I don't think it necessarily was really even, like, about him. It was just, like, about the situation in general. Like, Mm -hmm. it's her being an attorney because obviously she didn't like him. I think if I was in that situation with somebody that I didn't like, I would have said I would really probably have not said anything mm. like that's just truthfully because I'm not, you know, that's not my forte of I don't know the law like that. Mm-hmm. Um, And I would not I don't think I would have gotten out of the car or anything like that. But I mean, you can never you never know what you may do. Yeah, in this kind of in that kind of situation, so I'm not gonna be the one to say, yeah, I I would have got out, and I would have did this and da, da 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 because push, you just never know.
0: Yeah, I think um, for one, like this is one of the things about the movie, like, and I know it's like one of the the driving parts of like how we get to the rest of the film, but like it just seemed like so cookie cutter as far as like how aggressive the cop was being. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it felt almost cartoonish in how um, and how they played that, that that entire scene out. Like, he just overly agitated over the smallest things concerning them. He's like, yo, he's like could you kind of hurry up? And he pulls his gun out. Like, yo, get on the ground. All of a sudden, like, I'm just saying it's cold outside.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean, but later... In the movie, it's mentioned that that cop had either shot someone before or had like Mm a similar incident before. So I think that they kind of were hinting back to that, that he was already just overly aggressive. Yeah. And I just, I didn't find it unrealistic. I thought it was, I thought it sucks to say that like, yeah, you're thinking like it's cookie cutter because this shit happens all the time.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, this,
1: like this kind of thing happens so much that, like, when I'm not like shocked, I wasn't that was not part of the movie that I was shocked about.
0: No, I wasn't because shocked it's either. like this
1: happened, this happens all the time.
0: I think when I say cookie cutter, I mean, in the sense of like how we imagine police traffic stops happening with an over aggressive police officer in film, like. I always get this feel like it, it, it's as if we've seen, like, of course, we've seen this movie before. Like, every time this is always it's like it's it, 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 that part to me, I don't know. Like, it just seemed sort of cookie cutter. Like, I know we needed this scene in order to progress the film forward.
1: Well, what would you have done differently?
0: I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. But I, I just looked at it, it was like, oh, okay, I, I, I could see this coming. But, um,. It was just something about the way it, it was just something about, it. and I don't, I can't quite put my finger on what it was about that scene that bothered me. Um, I
1: mean, I was sitting there, like, part of me was just like, dang, would she shut up? And then, like, when <laughs> she got the car, I'm like, bitch, why the fuck would you get out the car? <laughs> like, to me, because, you know, Slim, he was trying to just, he was pretty much trying to do everything right. He seemed like he just wanted to go along with it and get it over with, which I think is the general. Gen- the general consensus with most people who have any kind of common sense you're trying to just go along with it and get it over with you're not trying to like ruffle no feathers start no shit like you just hoping to get out of this alive so yeah. but in front of front jump she was like on edge and so I mean I will say I was like god damn like if she would just shut up
0: well you know she wasn't gonna shut up because you don't get the rest of the movie if she does but, well, I mean, and, no, you don't get the rest of it. Like that, like okay, the traffic stop goes well, and there's no queen. Of snow. Well, obviously, <laughs> like, but the thing,
1: well, but, but the thing was, she didn't have to. That it didn't have to go that way. It could have gone that he, um, that he had. A, it it could have just gone a different. It could have gone a different way. But I don't. I didn't see anything wrong with the scene. So I'm not saying it should have. But like just thinking about, like, real, like, things like that happening in real life, like, we all have that friend that, like, won't you know, if you, up. yeah, like, won't won't leave well enough alone, like, mm-hmm. or, you know, the friend that, like, is just hell-bent on, like, being, like, that dude or, like, militant about some shit and, like, mm-hmm. won't, like, okay, it they'll say some shit with a police officer walking away and it's like god damn we could have been on our way home but you had to call the motherfucker a bitch ass nigga <laughs> now we sitting in the back of this police car it was just kind of like that shit like god like shut up
0: yeah I think the the one part that like when she said I'm reaching for my cell phone um like yeah it, you could say that the dude is already jumpy he's got his gun out on one of y'all you say you reaching for anything that's gonna lead to some, like it just it, yeah I, I just felt like oh okay so we we gotta have this scene in order for us to get the rest of this
1: I think and I think that the way that that scene went part of it was part of it was to carry like to get just you know to why the whole story started Yeah. but I think a lot of the things that were said in the movie are direct like things that police officers actually do say mm. like when she was sitting there she was like do you have any warrants do you have any you know guns or drugs or whatever in the car mm. like you have any narcotics like all that stuff and then like her yelling like i'm reaching for my cell phone and like that has happened like i'm reaching yeah. for my cell phone and like the person gets shot or like you know stuff like that like i have a right to know why why are you arresting me or why i see yeah. under like those kind of things like those are like actual things that people well, have asked and have been killed for yeah
0: and i think like you know of course, like we're looking at this overly aggressive cop, like you know he's get, yeah he failed to signal while changing. Like I've been arrested while you know that was the excuse given to me by a police officer, um, that I failed to signal while changing lanes. Well, did you fail to signal? No, that was the reason to pull me over so they could find my gun. No,
1: I'm saying did you did you fail to signal
0: no did you signal yes oh okay it was bullshit
1: well that's it was... different if you if you the thing is if you if that's the thing is like i hate to be that person but it's like if you did not signal then that is the reason that you got pulled over them doing all the extra shit nah. like that's a whole other that's a whole other situation yeah. but like what people what people fail to realize is that there are some people that while the great majority of people Have been minding their fucking business And you know saying they
0: wasn't doing shit uh-huh. There
1: ha- there are some people that do Break the law and they do get fucking pulled over Like I get all that's of that That's the fucking that's the truth of it now,
0: I, I get all of that but like to Escalate that to a point cause like you've already Called this in you've already told your Dispatch that you don't need um, You know backup or anything <coughs> um, You know maybe he's driving erratically or Whatever at a certain point like yo get this man a sobriety test See if he's if you if you think he's you know um, impaired or some or something like that, but then it goes so far as like yo, you mind if I search your vehicle? You know, you want me to go in your trunk and all this other shit. Now now you're going, you go you you going too far? You know what I'm saying? Like because nothing that they did precipitated you feeling the need to have to search his car go through all his boxes of shoes and all this other shit. like I think you know we, we've seen that happen
1: yeah he was hoping quite a bit to... yeah he was
0: trying to find a reason to arrest him yeah he was just he was fishing for a reason to do something so um of course we know like at this point like if y'all know we we're gonna spoil this film so uh, I should have I should have said spoiler alert a long time ago but uh yeah we're gonna spoil this film because we're just gonna talk fr- frankly about it but um so well after that happens you know the incident with the cop, they get killed or whatever. And like instantly she's like on some, we on the run shit. Throw your phone away. <laughs> Throw I feel- my phone away. <laughs> he was like, yo, what the fuck, bro? You feel like what, baby?"
1: I just, I thought it was interesting the dynamic, and I thought it was kind of cool, like, the dynamic, because normally any other type of movie it's going to be the man that is, like, in charge, is knowledgeable about what the fuck to do and how to get away. Mm. But Slim was kind of, like, bumbling, like, I want to call my family, like, this, that, the I want to go home. That motherfucker and trying to go to the crib. fucking queen, like, no, nigga, throw this phone away, get this mother... We driving. Like, she was, like, on it, knew where to go, what to do. <laughs>
0: like no, you know what, though? Like, because, uh... Like, a few people tried to, like tried to save him you know what i'm saying like because um and I, there's a scene later on in the movie uh where he does make a phone call and they cut that shit short but um <clears throat> like the whole idea of like they're gonna be on the run she's like you know i know of only one person to kind of go to and it's nowhere close you know what i'm saying they got to drive their asses all the way to new orleans to go find her uncle uh her uncle earl now, I ain't gonna lie. I think uh Bokeen Woodbine was probably my favorite part of this whole. Like his 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 character was probably mm. my favorite character in this whole movie. Only because he reminds me of like uncles and shit that I have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I know motherfuckers who act like that. Yeah. And um bokeen Woodbine um kind of embodied that role really well. Um <laughs> It was just like his, his whole mannerisms, man, the way he talked about shit. Um And then then we get a little backstory as to why she felt like she had to go there. Um, We find out that, you know, this nigga basically killed her mama. And her first case was him and getting him off for killing her mama. Um, That's a weird and odd and strange sort of dynamic. To feel like that's the person that you need to go to.
1: I don't think... It wasn't that she needed to go there. It was... That was what she had. That too. She was working with what she had. It's like... The same way as family members that... You don't fuck with. If some shit hit the fan... And you knew like... Okay, well shit. I gotta go somewhere to fucking hide and You know. You know what I'm saying? This person can help you out. Like you... Why ended up doing that.
0: Well, I think it was interesting that, like, the choice was made to fuck with him. And, <clears throat> like, you know, uh, Slim was, like, basically trying to get to his father. You know, like, when they yeah. first, he was like, yo, man, I need, I need to get to my people. I need to talk to my dad. And she was like, no, we gonna go anywhere. We are gonna go to New Orleans and we gonna fuck with my uncle. And, like, he just kind of fell in line with that. Because
1: um, I think there's certain people, like, you, you know, there are certain people, like, I have cousins that have told me like some shit hit the fan or they get into some shit like i'm the cousin that you go to you're not gonna go to like certain cousins because they gonna like snitch tell you to do the right thing or whatever and they know like well shit i know you gonna be with the shits (laughs) like you gonna fucking help me out like you ain't gonna snitch like you ain't go so it's like maybe that's why like maybe she might have other family members but it's like you can't go to like your churchy ass auntie house because she gonna fucking call the police or she might have some damn different conservative views and think the police are great or what the fuck ever mm-hmm. but so she went to her fucking slick ass uncle house <laughs> like
0: this nigga I, like, like this was nigga, he pimping it, was he pimping them girls I like, think so okay cause I was trying to f- I, I, well obviously he was but I was trying to figure out whether or not he had some other shit going on other than just pimping I mean, they always do. Yeah, but it, it didn't it wasn't readily a, you know apparent.
1: Yeah, then, it, I don't think they it made it. It was just kind of like he just you know wanted them he just, just look at his uncle.
0: Yeah. So, um they they drive all the way to New Orleans, but before that though, of course, they run into that police officer dude cuz they ran out of fucking gas. Like <laughs> like they ran out of fucking gas and they flagged that guy down to like try to help them get gas yes. or whatever and it turns out to be a cop who finds out who they are. He's really trying to like get them to turn themselves in, but he's being slick about it. And Queen is like, "Nah, nigga. He's just trying to. That's his job to make us feel like everything is all right. He will turn us in right then if we let him." Yeah. And Slim still hasn't gotten it yet. It's like Slim is real slow to pick up on the fact that like, yo, you just killed a fucking cop. You can't trust none of these people. And it was very, it was um uh, like Queen did a uh, like she she took charge pretty much for like the first half of this movie it was queen taking charge of a lot of the decisions that were being made and i think it was it wasn't until um it wasn't until uncle earl pretty much like kind of called slim out when they was sitting in the in the dining room and he was just like yo so what are you good for because up until that point like yo she was y'all made it here because of her Mm -hmm. um you know she's pretty much making all the decisions as far as like you know what how much money y'all gonna need what y'all gonna need going forward like you just here and, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think Slim didn't really like take forward or take charge in anything as far as decision making and probably up, to, up until that moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so, um, they basically just come up with this plan to just like, um, like they're gonna hide in plain sight. They're not gonna like try to. I mean, they would own a run, but they're not like disguising themselves. I think, well, they cut their hair or some shit. So that
1: was they did disguise themselves. So it just wasn't like it wasn't
0: much of a disguise what,
1: but the thing is i guess it's like what do you what could you really do i
0: don't know i mean you know motherfuckers walk around with shades and baseball caps real low and oh, all, all yeah. that kind of shit you know like they weren't really doing any of that it was just like you know hoping they were going They was they were moving around and hoping nobody would figure out who they was just like just kind of rolling around in plain sight hoping nobody would figure out who they were and like even when after they left um they left uncle earl's crib it was <laughs> like there's another part where disney they run out of fucking gas again and slim has to pretty much is like rob this gas station of gas mm-hmm. but the guy behind the counter was like yo man you got a glock let me hold it <laughs> slim like yo what he gives the fucking gun to this guy, though. Yeah. That was the stupidest shit I ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah,
1: I thought that was strange. I I thought
0: it was, it was strange. That was the stupidest shit. I'm like, ain't no way in hell. Like, yo, yo, give me the gas or I'm popping a cap in your ass. Like, you don't hand over the one piece that you have in order... Like, the leverage that you have in this robbery. Give it to the guy. Because he says he's never held a Glock before.
1: Well, and I also think he... The guy kind of called him out, like, you don't look like no killer. Like, you don't, like... He could tell he was afraid. Yeah, that too. So, it was kind of like, okay.
0: Not knowing that he had killed somebody not even 24 hours ago. But
1: the thing was, he didn't... He didn't want to. He didn't want to. I don't think he meant to at all. Yeah. I think if... I don't think he meant to at all. I think it was a... You know, he probably inexperienced with guns. Grabbed the gun. Had his finger on the trigger. Had no idea. And the, the shot. Yeah. So...
0: And then there was that, that weird standoff where basically the clerk has the gun to his head, looking at him very menacingly, and he's like, oh man, I'm just fucking with you, man, and gives him $40 worth of gas. Like, I was just looking at the scene, it's like, man, this... I didn't understand that one. I just didn't understand it. I'm like, okay, I don't know what the fuck they're doing here, I but.
1: mean, I think it was like a more to draw attention to, you know, that Slim, like, he really wasn't a killer... He was afraid mm-hmm. he kind of was making not making the best of decisions and to show the different kinds of people that you you know that you run into, yeah. in the world, so like just I think it was just just to show that,
0: and we do have like um like you know little bit players that kind of pop in and out of the movie that give you like um like, the public sentiment of what Clooney and Slim had done, because, you know, they find out, like, later that, um, you know, the, the dash cam video of them shooting the police officer had gone viral, and people had been, you know, viewing it, and you got some people who were just like, yo, power to the people, and then you got others who were feeling like, yo, y'all niggas, you just could've took your ticket and got the fuck on, like, well, y'all bringing heat to everybody else, and we find out about one of those folks when um, the car that... Uh, Their uncle Her uncle Slim Not uncle Slim Uncle Earl had given them um, Like shit It went to shit They needed somebody to fix it Mm -hmm. And the mechanic um, You know He he tells them It's going to cost them About $2,500 To fix they shit Yeah And they they basically Give them all they money That uncle Earl had given them to You know, to fix it or whatever, but in order to get them out of their hair, or what, out of his hair so he can fix it, he makes them go someplace with his son and his son is like really enamored with them. Like, yo, I, I want, you know, I, I can't believe I'm standing here walking with you guys and talking. I was just watching y'all on YouTube and, you know. um I Yeah, want.
1: but the guy, the guy that was supposed to fix the car was like, he was like, I don't support what the fuck yeah, y'all got had, going on. He hated here. what
0: they did. Yeah. You know, he was just like, yo, y'all could have just like, you know, taking y'all ticket and gone, but y'all, you know. Y'all make, I think, and there's a contingent of black people who would just be like, yo, y'all just made it harder for black folks going forward. Like, there's a contingent of folks who, who believe in that sort of thing. Like, man, y'all could have just did, you know, took your ticket and left. And now, you know, they're looking at all of us uh, even harsher because of the actions that y'all took.
1: I, yeah, I, it was kind of off putting to me. And maybe that's because, like, I'm, you know, I'm a sensitive Sally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, when we're in the movie theater, so this is not in the movie but in the theater that we were in yeah. when Slim shot the police officer people cheered and clapped like audibly like yeah cheered and clapped
0: yeah
1: and I it wasn't noticed, a lot though Okay but it was there was enough
0: I maybe two or three motherfuckers
1: No there were more than that Okay, the, I'm, be,
0: okay listen, I, There I listen
1: there were I'm, more than that Okay, and I think your opinion of it is probably different than mine because I notice even I noticed this with you that like no matter what a police officer on the television does, you think of them negatively. And if someone something happens to a police officer or someone says something bad about a police officer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're like, Yeah, so what? Oh well. And the, I guess this kind of goes back to I had an interesting kind of situation that happened at church where there was a young black man who is a detroit police officer Mm -hmm. and you know stood up and was like in tears and like was like please like if you if any if you ever want to like he shared i think he shared like his email and his social media and he was like if you ever like any person especially like young black people if you want to talk about police you want to ask questions you want to tell something that happened to you please like reach out to me and he was in tears because a fellow officer Mm -hmm. um was shot and killed Mm -hmm. and um a lot of what the people a lot of the community service and the work that the church that i've been going to that they do is um with you know the community and with young black people and the police and like trying to kind of bridge that gap Mm -hmm. and trying to solve this issue that we have with uh police brutality mm-hmm. um, so kind of rewinding back from that when the people were cheering like don't get me wrong I don't like the police I am ta- I'm, I'm, I am afraid of the police mm-hmm. I don't agree with anything I am not in favor of any of these killings any of these actions I think the police are dead wrong in this shit that they do but I guess I am the person that is like that that's a human being Mm -hmm. I would never ever, I would never, ever, ever, gosh, did I, did I cheer when, um, Joffrey on Game of Thrones died? (laughs) Yeah,
0: you did. But like, this is the thing,
1: like a fictional character, okay, but like a real life human person, anytime, Mm -hmm. like even when I hear a police officer was shot and killed, Mm -hmm. I'm still sad for that person. I'm sad for their family. I'm sad for their life. Mm Mm-hmm. And especially if I didn't know them, or if it, if, especially if it's a, a black officer, or an officer that had, they said, you know, they would say, they come out oftentimes, and they say, like, they had, like, a sterling record, they did all these things in the community, they were like a good officer, mm-hmm. I still feel, like, I feel for that person, I feel for their, for their life, I, you know, pray that, you know, their family is okay, and I think that there's something wrong, not to say, not just, I know I did use your example, but I think, that as human beings we have to still acknowledge that that is that is a human being that is a soul that is a person that God put on this earth and we have to acknowledge even though it is awful to say but it's real not all police officers are bad i think the institution that is that they are under and <laughs> the you know a lot of the work that a lot of officers are doing mm-hmm. is bad But I guess I'm just like, what do they call that devil's advocate? I'm the person that's in the back corner like, but not all police officers are bad. Not all of them do this. Not all of them behave like this. Not all of them are racist. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of them that are, but not all of them. And so I guess it was just like kind of a little off putting. It was kind of unnerving to me. Like Mm. y'all are cheering because uh, yeah he was uh, the thing I is I think
0: the fact I think the reason why they were cheering was because they knew this officer in this film I think because of the actions it was the that were situation being, yeah, the actions that were being expressed in the film where they felt like yo he, was, he already done shot her and she's already ign- announced that yo I'm reaching for my cell phone and you know the whole thing of him pulling his gun on old boy while he's just asking him like yo could you hurry this search up ain't nothing in there but could you hurry this up because it's cold out here like and the fact that he was so aggressive, I think that there's a lot of I mean, there's there's a lot of people period that can relate to like having a police officer just be fucking with them unnecessarily. And like for me, I didn't when I saw him get shot, I didn't feel nothing. And so um and I I've had I, I think I might have said it on my other podcast, but like and in I had this discussion with this older older black guy and he was talking about You know, whether or not like he like, do you ever call the police for anything? I said, I can't ever recall in my adult life calling the police for nothing. And every time I've ever had any interactions with the police is because the police have pretty much came to fuck with me. It's never been because I went to go seek their asses out. And so, um, like when I see something like that, I'm like, here's another instance of the police imposing their will on somebody. So when he got shot, I mean, of course I expected it because we saw that in the previews for the film. I didn't cheer, but I didn't feel anything either.
1: Yes. And so what I guess I'm thinking about, or what I want to ask you is like, when you see a police officer was shot on the news, inside, are you like, so what? Or like, serves him right? Or are you like, oh.
0: I didn't feel nothing. I I didn't feel nothing. I mean, because... Ultimately, like I, I don't wish ill on anybody, I don't, and I don't, um, like I didn't, I don't know what the situation was that involved him being shot or nothing, and so because like I didn't really have any uh, insight to it, I felt like it was better that I don't say nothing about it because I don't, I mean I ain't had no, and I wasn't really interested in finding out either, I you know, and I guess that's probably I'm talking like about even any
1: any time you hear about like. Um, gosh, when where was that? Was that in Texas where the guy shot all the police officers in Dallas? Yeah, like
0: and they blew his ass up with a remote, re- remote yeah, like bomb. yes,
1: like all these things. And the the thing is, like, it's all bad. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, bad. I'm not saying. Gosh, I have no idea who those officers were. I have no idea what how they voted, how they feel about things, or what. You know, saying if they were racist, if they weren't, if they were people of color, whatever they were, I have Mm -hmm. no idea. And so immediately, I, I just feel like it's sad that immediately people's first reaction is like when they hear a police officer was shot and they're just like, oh, so what? Or like they're like, yay, good or whatever. It's like, gosh, am I weird? Because I'm like... No, you're not. Weird That's a at human all. I being, think, and like that sucks. And I then think, later, if I found out, oh, they're a Republican and they was, they voted for Trump and they were racist and had Confederate flags everywhere and they just sucked, then like I'm going to be like, oh, wow, like that sucks. But I'm still never going to cheer think,
0: for someone like I think there's a knee jerk reaction sometimes to it. For a lot of people, and I've, I've I've tried not to even have those sorts of reactions. I pretty much just kind of like see what the hell it was if I'm interested. But one of the things when it comes to like when, say for instance, a police officer gets shot, you know, off rip already know that they're going to be lionized, right? Like the 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 public at large is already they already feel as though the police. um are like these, they like these knights, you know what I'm saying? Like they they, they kind of like just kind of put up on a pedestal by the simple fact that they have that occupation. And you see that all the time Where folks say like, well, you know, the police go outside every day not knowing if they're ever going to come back home. And I'm like, shit, I go outside every day not knowing if I'm ever going to come back home. But, you know, society at large has already placed police on the pedestal. So if something happens to them, I already know there's going to be an outpouring of support for police officers. The police officers themselves are going to be out in force. Um, you know, that you're going to see, you know, news story after news story about, you know, about them and everything. Very seldom do you see them tried in the court of public opinion as far as their policing was concerned until, you know, long after the fact. And in response to that, though, like I think when we see people who are shot unarmed by the police, Instantly, we see those people demonized by the police to figure out some we got to figure out a way or at least the public sense to figure out a way to justify why that police officer did what they did. And so knowing that going in, I just I just like oftentimes when I hear something happen to a police officer, I'm not wishing ill on anybody. Uh, I just don't necessarily know if I have the same level of empathy for them that I do for somebody who. Does not have a gun, who was shot by the police, uh and who isn't trained to de escalate situations and everything else. I just think that sometimes I just err on the side of I'm not going to say shit. I mean, yeah. Pu- publicly. I mean, I, but I, I, I very seldom times... say shit personally. Very
1: I think I think a lot of times you don't. Because I'm with you all the time, and I think sometimes you be in your own zone, I don't think you realize, like, the things that you say, mm. like, especially, like, when you, like, talk to the TV, or, like, the faces that you make, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I don't think you realize that you're doing it, because it's just me and you, and it's like, I don't, you know, do you, everyone has their opinions, like, you have your opinions, but mm-hmm. sometimes I just wonder about that.
0: Yeah. I don't forgot what place we were in the film, babe. Well, it doesn't.
1: We shouldn't be trying to play by play. We're not anyway. play
0: by playing it, but I'm. I'm just. I'm, nah, they I'm were.
1: All. They went to Uncle Earl's.
0: We way past that. Okay. We way past that. They left Uncle Earl. They then.
1: Ah shit. Uh, they were at the gas station.
0: Right. So he was at the gas station, and he um. Gave old boy his gun. Gave okay. So he gave old boy his gun or whatever and uh they find they get the the forty i mean forty dollars of gas or whatnot um so here's the thing though like of 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 the people that were trying to help them along like were you surpri- like like okay so were you surprised by how many folks were just like kinda like not willing to turn them in um Considering like how much money was put on both of their heads because they find out later that they were like it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars for each of them. No, you weren't. No,
1: hmm. I, I kind of was. I wasn't surprised. Well, what do you mean? Like, well, because the, the amount of people that saw that saw are you talking about like people that saw them.
0: Yeah. Like I other don't. People who saw them and just decided that they were just like, you know, we 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 stand by what y'all did. But we're not gonna turn y'all in for this bread that could change our life.
1: No, I'm not surprised because yeah. I think there are a lot of people. If this situation, um, if this situation actually happened, like I would be probably one of those people that, yeah, this that money could pay off all my student loans, we could buy a house, we could do all these different things. But I'm still not gonna turn them in. Mm-hmm. Like I would be, you know, just like the. Um. What was it, the police officer that when they opened that garage and he saw them, he was just like, hmm, keep the party rolling. Well, you
0: know what though? I think he did that only because he was pissed though. Like, I think he, he would have
1: only... done it. I think he would have done it either way. Because I, I think the way that he was interacting with the officer, the other, the white officer, it showed that he he just had a different stance. So I think he would have I think he would
0: have done it either way. I, I think the fact that um, he was already, he was a police officer, and he was dealing with, uh, like, I feel like he thought that his, his fellow police officers were also racist, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, he was kind of chafing against that, and the fact that he was the one to find him right after having an argument with somebody who, who deemed to be another racist police officer, I think that just le- kind of leaned into him being like, nah, I'm just not going to even get this dude the satisfaction of saying he was able to catch them too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I just wasn't surprised just because I think especially in this present day in this climate i think there would be way more people than you think that would be pro- that would not turn them in yeah i think more people i think probably what would ruin it in this day and age is is like people don't know how to keep their mouth shut mm-hmm. a lot of times and so people are gonna try to take a selfie with them and go on social media and then like through geotagging and all that shit, like that's how the police gonna find them. Yeah. But I think that there would be way more, especially normal, you know, middle class black people, um, American people, even white, you know, liberal people or whatever. I think that they just would be way more prone to just like, not necessarily, would, it, would everyone go to the, to the, extent of like hiding them in their house and like helping them and giving them money or whatever else. No, but I think that a lot of people would like look the other way. Just like when they were in the that little juke joint mm. and like the lady was like, You're safe here because the people was like, they knew mm. but <laughs> they are like, what the fuck <clears throat> I look like? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna go snitch. Like, okay.
0: Yeah, I think they like um I I think because there's like somebody mentioned this they said something to the effect of it being sort of like uh, an underground railroad sort of like theme to this movie where like there was a network of people who were like pretty much there to like kind of step up and help them where needed like um, like Uncle Slim had that friend that he was sending them to Uncle Ernest damn Uncle (laughs) Ernest Was it Ernest or Earl? Earl. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but he had that friend that he was sending them to. Like, yeah, you know, I got his friend, man. He, you know, he look out for you. He expecting y'all this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, even like that friend supposedly had another friend who was going to step up and he going to help y'all this, that, and the other. But like, I think we kind of, st- it was this one part that I think we kind of skipped over. That. I, I wanted your thoughts on this. Remember that little boy that was the mechanic's son?
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: um, And the rally for, like, queen of like Let them go or whatever. Like, what did you think of that? That scene? What that scene? Should, that, there was a couple different... The, the, no, I'm saying the scene of the rally. You know, where, oh. where you know everybody's getting worked up and everything. And he ends up shooting that police officer in the face. And basically that cop is just like, yo, man, just go home. Like, what, what did you get... Like, how did you feel after watching that? Because I kind of felt like that scene was totally fucking unnecessary.
1: I... I I didn't think it was unnecessary. I think there's a lot of things that you can take from it. Just like how I was saying, not all police officers are bad. I Mm. think if that that police officer had been a young white officer, or even an old white officer, the little boy would have got arrested, would have got maced, punched in the face, whatever else. But I think the black officer really was trying to save him, like, trying to be like, please, just go home, like... It's just me and you right here, right now. You could just turn and walk away and go home. Um, but that kind of cast over people of all police officers are bad, no matter what. Fuck the police. Fuck them all. Mm-hmm. They're all bad. And that kind of shows that, like, that officer was really like... Because the officer was a big, large man, and it's a young boy. He could have just, like, pushed him out the way. He could have shot him. He could have mm-hmm. arrested him dragged him by his hair he could have did so many different things but he didn't he mm. gave he was trying to give him a chance to like turn around and leave but you know the, the boy was kind of like it was just like he couldn't he couldn't calm himself down he couldn't he couldn't see through the fact that the guy was a police officer and really listened to him just like as a man or as a black person or just as anything as a person who was trying to help him out yeah um which is interesting to, because i think that a lot of these just like um now there's so many uh people threatening the schools and school shootings cuz a lot of the school shootings are they're copying the blueprint did, yeah. of what somebody else did you know um so just like those those people are being influenced by crime or being influenced by like something that they saw on the news and stuff like that. I think that we have to really think about it, that the same goes for when there is, when an officer is shot, um, when there's protests, when there's violence at the protest and people, especially young people, they see that and they tend to kind of glorify those kind of situations
0: yeah and I, I there's and
1: they're also not given the, they're not given more information like let's say you are watching you're okay let's say you're a young kid and your mom or dad is watching CNN you come into the, the living room and you just see like a fucking young dude in like some Jordans with a bandana over his face and he's like lighting shit on fire and that kind of you're like oh damn like he he's you know what I'm saying? He putting off for the people. Like, he doing it for the culture. Like, he fucking shit up. Like, whatever. And then you walk away. You don't get to see that, hey, he burnt down like six black-owned businesses. And he, you know, they vandalized the car of a single mom who really had to go to work the next day and lost her job because of it. Like, they, you don't get to see the rest. You don't get to see why they're actually protesting or why the protest actually started or what happened. You just see that one little snippet. You glorify it and then you copy like that kind of thing. So I think Mm. that they're kind of trying to show that like that there are people watching. There are, you know, the younger generation is watching. They're watching us to see what we're going to do and how we're going to react. They're watching what's going on and they're kind of growing up and growing into whatever they're going to be.
0: You know, now that you say that, though, it kind of makes me think a little bit like this. Um like before that happens, you know, like I said, like he did have that scene where, you know, he's talking with Queen and Slim and he's like, Yo, I just want to be remembered. You know, like I want some I want people to know that I was here and they, you know. Um and in some ways, like he want, I, I almost feel like he thought that he could achieve the same level of notoriety that he held Queen and Slim to, that if he did this action. That people will look at him in the same way that they mm-hmm. were looking at Queen and Slim. Yeah. And he didn't understand even while they were trying to tell him like they didn't want to do that. I think he went out there with totally different motivations and that he wanted to be known.
1: Yeah, he wanted and I think he, he wanted to do something big. He wanted to make some kind of a change. Um but I think that happens with a lot of a lot of people, you know, you see what's the nigga that be wearing a little vest? Oh, DeRay? Yeah, like you see <laughs> him, really or you see <laughs> you see other people, popular Black Twitter people who are protesting and doing this and the other, and you might see that they're on the front lines of this and the other. They're shaking Barack Obama's hand. They're meeting Oprah, like all these things. But like you don't see that maybe they had a police dog sticked on them, or they had to sit in jail for uh, for nights, or they had to they do all these different things, or they're getting harassed by the police. Like you don't see all these different things, all you see is, wow, it's like it got two million followers or whatever else. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there is kind of that, that like, I don't know what the word for it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'll be honest with you though. Like, when I saw that, when that, when that scene happened, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Like,
1: and no one cheered when the black cop got shot. I noticed that too. No one cheered. No one was like, everyone, more, more people were kind of like, gassed. Like, yeah, Ooh. And I
0: and I, I think because
1: I didn't think that was gonna happen.
0: And, and again, I think that just kind of goes into the reaction as to how the cop was read, you know, was displaying himself in the in the you know interaction. Um, had that cop been just as aggressive as that white cop at the beginning of the film, I think pro- folks probably would have had similar uh, reactions that they did to the first. But because he was trying to help that kid, yeah, um, I think the fact that he was killed elicited a different reaction from the crowd. Um. So like, yeah, they they run into another friend. Um, police, you know, kind of hide. You know, they the police come after them because you know everybody's watching. White people watching too, y'all. So <laughs> so they go into an area where some white folks. Said white folks like, oh, them niggas is over there. Call the police, raid the house. They hide on some underground railroad shit. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, eventually we get to that part where the the, the black officer finds them in the garage and uh, lets them go. Um, and this part where like the, the guy with the, with the gold teeth is,
1: Oh, so they, so what they think they're going to do. Cause the, so, okay. So uncle Earl's friend who is a white man and his white wife, he told them he friends, had a plane. No. So listen, okay. Because I, I, now I see that you missed, what actually happened okay okay so uncle earl tells them go to this white man's house the uncle earl and the white man were in they
0: were they were in the military together together. he saved his life
1: that is a whole different that's a whole different topic to discuss of like how people in the military you know are like a whole network of whatever so they so he tells them to go to them the guy The whatever the white man is gives them handwritten because they don't have their cell phones, gives them handwritten directions and how to get to this other place where this guy has a plane who he has talked to. Right. So the police officer, you know, they the police come, they hide, whatever the police officer lets them go out the garage. They drive a drive. They drive into the night Mm -hmm. and then it's dark. They, they had no... so think about this, you had no GPS. You have no idea where you are. It's dark. You're kind of like in the backwoods in the country or whatever, right? hmm They stop. And then, dumb, fucking, you know, slip tells queen, go in the backseat, go to sleep or whatever. So, of course, we know they're going to both end up sleeping, right? The guy who knocks on the window only knows that they are the people that are fugitives. He had nothing... He didn't know the white man who called or whatever, that's not who he called at well, all. I, I know. So that guy just is some rant. He's just a random guy that happened to see that they were sitting there. So then he goes in the house and pretends to call the guy with the plane. Like even like if you catch like when he says, oh, you know, the whatever the, the, the people's last name was. And he's like, yeah, I know them. I know them for way back. Like he's lying the whole yeah, entire I know time. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't the fact it wasn't. You know, Uncle Earl ain't set him up. The white man ain't set him up. It was that they stupidly were on the side of the road. and I was, fell asleep, and the guy just kind of walked
0: up. I, I got all of that. The part where I'm conf- the part where I got confused was that I, as I understood it, Uncle Earl told them that white dude had the plane. Like he's got that plane that y'all are looking for to get over that big body of water that y'all are talking about. He got a plane. Th- that's what I was talking about. So like, I'm expecting them to get to this white dude's crib. And the white dude is supposed to have the plane ready for them to go. And now this white dude is telling them, "No, nah, there's another white guy that y'all got to get in touch with.
1: Oh, see, I didn't <laughs> think that they were... Yeah. I thought that it was more so that the white guy would know someone with a plane or maybe he was like a pilot of some sort. So, he could fly them, but they had to get somewhere right. to where he could actually fly them. Like right. you know, what I'm saying, I didn't think that the he was supposed to have the plane. I thought he had the plane. I thought they were supposed to get to him, and he was supposed to help them get to the plane. Yeah,
0: I thought he had the plane. No, As, I didn't when think I that. when I heard when Urkel Earl was talking, about he got that plane to help y'all get over that big body of water. Like, oh, okay. So if they get it to the white dude, they they good. No, and I here's didn't the think tripped that. out part. So now I'm like, man, hold up. The movie can't end because I ain't seen the nigga with the gold teeth to say, man, y'all giving us something to believe in, because that's been all over the fucking trailers and yeah. shit, right? So. Like, like the movie can't end yet because I ain't seen my man with the okay. ghosts. <laughs> so then I see my man with the ghosts. He's like, oh yeah, you know, the Stevens is here I know them from way back. He just basically bullshitting them the whole time. Yes. He recognized them.
1: So then, off, I, that he, made me think about the part where, where were, I don't know, way uh, previously and they have to flag someone down and they, so they flag someone down on the road to yeah. help them and Slim goes, I hope it's somebody black.
0: Yeah, and she said it's not always good She said it's not thing. always
1: like it's not always good as somebody black. Yeah, and lo and behold, they let their guards down. They trusted this nigga because he was black. Yep. I mean, that's op- that's, but that's that's like an obvious thing. And I think that most people, no matter what, we're gonna have a bias towards our own people. Like I remember mm-hmm. being a young child, and my mom told me if I ever got lost from her, to find a black person,
0: mm.
1: like. <laughs> Find a black person. Find someone who looks like you. Find someone who she said. Find someone who looks like me. Find another black person mm-hmm. and tell them that you're lost or whatever. So like that's common. A common thing. Like you feel more comfortable around your own and stuff like that. Like they obviously let their guards down, but yeah. also do and everything. Dude, he did do a good job of like he's sitting there talking about when he was making the phone calls. I was like, This he hear him? <laughs> with somebody and I'm thinking at first I was thinking like damn that's some bad acting but then I realized like oh
0: oh oh so yeah um he says like he can get them to this airport where the guy got the plane or whatever and he said like it's gonna be like my man said that the plane will be ready like tomorrow and they're like nah nigga we gotta leave like today so like damn y'all some bossy motherfuckers man get back on the phone and you know, acts like he's talking to somebody about setting the plane ride up, and he's saying, "Yo, we got to get there. It's gonna be like an hour. It's an hour's drive."
1: But now I wonder, did he? Was he actually <laughs> on the phone?
0: I think he was. Uh,
1: and and because they said, like, "Okay, we're gonna do the whole thing tomorrow." And I think they were just gonna come to his house.
0: I th- yeah, I think that I think that might have been the plan. Like if they if they stayed there, then the police were gonna come there. But he's yeah. like, "Yo, in order to keep the rules going." alright, we're gonna, we going to uh, do this whole thing at the airport. And here's the part that, like, I guess, you know, the cynic in me was like, I never felt like they were going to, like, make it to Cuba. Like, Cuba? Cuba. <laughs> Cuba. Cuba. Um, I, Cuba. I, I... I never felt like they were going to make it there. You did it? No. I never thought for one minute that they were going to make it. When they, when they said that the plan was for them to get all the way to Cuba... I never thought that they were going to make it all the way to Cuba.
1: This is also... Okay. Am I weird? Because the whole time... I always think about when people go on the run, like the police are looking for them or whatever. If like... Okay, so they get away. The police have no... Really no idea. They're searching like the area and stuff like that. But like... Couldn't you like just go in some unsuspecting place? Like ditch your car? Walk into some... Like some, you know, abandoned house... And just set up shop and just hide in there. Couldn't you? Or like, I know people that have have warrants for a long time. And they just stay in their same hood (laughs) and stay out the fucking way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And blend in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I always think about that. Like,
0: why you don't just like go get in the basement? I think that neighborhood where like they were at, uh, where the juke joint was. I think if they'd have stayed there, they probably would have been alright. Cause it looked as though it looked as though there was that was a community there that was willing to protect them there. Right. You know, but like they had it in their head that like yo, in order for us to make this, in order for us to be sure. To not have to face any consequences, we got to get to Cuba. Yeah, because he's like, "Yo, Sada Shakur is in Cuba. They ain't they they ain't the Sada Shakur." You know what I'm saying?
1: So I mean, yeah, yeah. So
0: they was just like, "Yo, we got to get to Cuba." And then when I, when I heard Cuba, that was the plan to get to Cuba. I was like, "Them niggas ain't gonna make it to Cuba." And I, I just I'm just a cynical like that. And so when they pulled up on uh, you know on the air on an airplane, the airplane propellers are going, everything else like. As soon as they got out and they were walking toward that airplane and the police started pulling up behind them, I'm like, yeah, I knew that. I saw that coming. I saw it coming.
1: I don't know what I thought was going to happen. I don't know what I thought, but I, I don't. I was surprised. I, I don't really know what I thought was going to happen, but it wasn't that.
0: I thought they were going to get caught. Hmm. I didn't know when, like, exactly. Um, And it took them all the way to the point where they thought they were like, just when you thought they had made it. Yeah. Like, nah, you didn't make it. And um, you know, like of course, we get the scene where like the both of them are killed. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, how did you process that? Like when you know they were talking to each other and like you know, of course, they, of course they. By this point, I know we haven't really talked much about their love story, but like at this point, they they've fallen in love with each other. Um, they went from not liking each other much at all to like, yo, this is you know, he they they are really like tied to each other like eternally. So, like, how did you feel about that last conversation that they had with one another before, like, the police did? What the fuck I mean, I think...
1: Of course, I think that's probably what, like, made me, like, you know,
0: teary. Mm. Oh, yeah.
1: It was definitely... I think that was definitely, like, a super, like, a super sweet, like, you know, intimate kind of moment. I I mean, oh, I could cry just thinking of, like, thinking of that kind of their relationship and stuff like that. Um, One thing I didn't understand was why why did um the female officer who like shot she didn't mean to shoot Queen she was like what did fumble. she mean to shoot no she was she was she like shot on accident cause like when she shot and then they showed her and she was like she wasn't like she wasn't I think she like she got it was a mistake it was clearly what they were trying to say was like she she wasn't trying to shoot at that moment mhm But, like, I just didn't understand why that had to happen. I was like, okay.
0: Overkill. (laughs) Well, shit, the overkill was, like, they kept telling him to put his hands in the air. Put his hands... It's obvious the man's got his hands full with her body. Like, he's carrying her towards them. And, like, they just gun him down while his... Like, you know, as he's carrying her towards them. Like, and... Of course, you know, they, they had the, like the little news talking about, you know, the, the police officers felt like they didn't have any other choice but to, you know, kill them, this that and the other. And uh, there's the um and then there's the public reaction to uh, you know, Queen and Slim. You know, they're lionized, they're immortalized, you know, murals are put up, you know, people are selling T shirts with their name and face on it. Um, you know, they're they're given immortality um after what happened to them. Um, but ultimately, like I said, like I felt like um, I felt like I knew they weren't going to make it to Cuba, but I, I I was also like um, I was still sad to like see how, you know, their demise happened. Mm-hmm. Like I I knew it wasn't going to end well, but it was still fucked me up when it did happen.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I will say this movie. <laughs> Well, people always say, like, is this a date movie? Like, should you go see this on a date? I don't don't think you should. (laughs) Because you come out this movie looking at your man or looking at your girl, like... You
0: gonna take a bullet for me, nigga?
1: Would you let go of my hand? Or, like, because I think that there were so many moments where... yeah, That's one... Okay, I don't know if it's a critique, but one thing I did notice about the movie is they often slipped into, like, these kind of poetic monologues, which, like, I like that kind of shit because, like, I'm a writer. Like, I like poetry and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, but it could be kind of like distracting or like what the fuck are we talking about here
0: mm-hmm. when
1: they kind of slip into instead of like dialogue or speech it's kind of like this like performative kind of like romantic monologue situation mm-hmm. just opposed was, with this, this like story, story yeah. Um. so and I think that the love story I think I have a hard time with uh, love stories and stuff that is supposed to be like that Mm-hmm. Um cuz it just always makes me wonder. <laughs> you know? About why is it why is Mike, why why is it my life like this? <laughs> like it always makes me wonder. It just makes you wonder like do people really have feelings like this? And how? Because it hadn't been. It wasn't like it was like years. It was like a couple a couple days, a few days, mm-hmm. and they had all these deep ass feelings and stuff like that. And I think, but I, which I I
0: think the trauma of what they were going through though contributed to that. You know more than anything else. I think yeah. it was the trauma that that bonded them together in that way.
1: I just thought I thought like the like don't get me wrong I think the love story is beautiful but I will say you know, comparison is a thief of joy. Don't go into this movie and be all into this love story and then now you living your regular life and you (laughs) wondering if this, if if your man wants to not try to get rid of your scars but he wants to hold your hand while you nurse them yourself and and appreciate the scars (laughs) that they left behind and shit. Now you looking at fucking or whoever your nigga like nigga hold my hand while I nurse these motherfucking bruises (laughs) you know what I'm saying like (laughs) don't go into this that and I think that that's a hard that's hard for a lot of people like I was talking to my cousin about this like I think that that's a a part of it a part of movies that is quite interesting like you kind of walk out like you looking at your man a little funny like huh (laughs) you know like he talked about when what uh, Slim was like, you know, as long as my lady remembers me fondly
0: mm-hmm. and
1: stuff like that. I think there was a lot of moments where it was just like, oh, uh, tears could come to your eyes because of like the beauty of like the things that they were saying and stuff. Because
0: yeah. um, her last words were like, "Can I be your legacy?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You already are." And boom.
1: Oh, uh, it was. I mean, I think, and I think just to even go back, I think. It, It was a gorgeous-looking movie. Like, cinematography, it it was gorgeous. I think that a lot of the dialogue was really, really, really beautiful. Um, And just thinking about the love story, it was really romantic and really beautiful. And it was interesting to see. um, Because so many movies come out, and it's like, um, you know, what the movies of, like, the two... Like, two can play that game, the best man. Like, all these movies about, like, playing games and, you know, being a certain way and like, Mm. think like a man, like this kind of thing. But to see kind of like the rawness of like these two, um, people, Mm. um, I think it can be kind of, it can be kind of jarring to people too, to see people be so emotionally raw and like say how they really feel. Mm. Um, which is also a reason why, like, I don't know what if to, to say like the dialogue when it went into like that kind of monologue situation. I think if, if some of that had kind of been toned down we could have really been able to be faced with, like, the raw and the realness of, like, these emotions and things that they were saying. But because even, like, um, Queen, a lot of time like, when she would speak, like, her tone of voice, this kind of, like, dreamy, uh, soft tone of voice, Mm -hmm. was, which, like, you wouldn't be talking to someone else. It was clear that she was monologuing. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of took away from, like, um just kind of like the reality of like what was happening, how they were both feeling and just in general, like her feelings as like a black woman, her feelings as just a woman in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of like poetry waltzy kind of dialogue kind of did take away from that. I will okay. say
0: that. So overall, baby, what did you think of the film? Like what, if you had to, you know, five star rate it, what I would mean, you of it? course
1: I would give it five stars. Like I really, oh, really? I, I really, really enjoyed really like it. it. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it was a, a beautiful story. Um, a beautiful kind of like a beautiful journey for our time. Our time.
0: Yeah, I think it's very time. Because you know
1: me, I love a good, like I love a period movie. I love a good, you know, King Henry and whoever else. A good, you know, I love a good off with the head ass type movie. But I think that it is good to, to you know, I like to see stories that are kind of not future, not past but like right in the present day mm-hmm. i enjoy seeing okay stories like that
0: um i think i'm right there with you i think i gave i, I like this movie a lot um i think it was um I, I think there was some it was some scenes i thought like i said like the whole thing with the, the young boy shooting the cop i, I really kind of feel like that was an unnecessary scene i didn't like it um although i understood what they were trying to do with it, I still kind of feel like that scene was unnecessary. Um, I do, um, I I can appreciate the story that was being told as far as like the network of folks who were looking out to help Queen of Slim and how we, like how how sometimes like these folks can be lionized in the public Um, and the public having a misconception as to who these people really are. Because, you know, like, take, for instance, that guy who got hit by the truck when they were trying to pull off with the fat kid. And, uh, you know, and him was like, yo, power to the people and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And it, for them, it really wasn't that deep. They were just trying to survive a situation. Yeah. Um, and, the, the you know, like I said, the other kid who was just like, I want to be seen. Um, I think, you know, it kind of spoke a little bit to like how people are um like they they come to represent something so much larger than themselves even though they don't they're not asking for it mm-hmm. and so um i could appreciate that part of the story being told and um also like it was a really good love story like to see them come so close together in such a short period of time considering like how far apart they were at the beginning of this film mm-hmm. to how closely tied they were by the end of this film i thought was beautiful and uh yeah i'm right there with you baby i give it 5 stars
1: all right, so here's a question. Okay, <laughs> what's the Have you read any or like looked up any like reviews or like been looking on social media like what nope. people are saying? Try not to. Oh, well, never mind then. I try not to. I'm saying after after you no, watched it. I still haven't. Oh, okay.
0: But go ahead and ask your question. Well, man.
1: because I was gonna ask you like, what's the most like crazy kind of think piece or opinion piece that you've kind of heard or I haven't. Read?
0: So, I, I so here's the thing. I knew we were going to be reviewing this, so I didn't want to have my review tainted by what other people were thinking about it. Mm. So, I didn't read a lot of that stuff. Um, I have been seeing, um, like, you know, murmurings of, like, how problematic the script was and the casting call was. Oh. Uh, you know, something to the effect of, like, uh, when describing uh, Queen... For, like, uh, as far as part of the casting call, they're like, you know, she's brown skinned, she's from the South, but she moved to the East Coast as soon as she could. Um, something to the effect of, like, if she were a slave, she would be an out, you know, she would be a field slave. Uh-huh. Right. So I saw that. And, like, I've I seen people have been, like, kind of, there have been some murmurings about that. I haven't really do- dove too deep as to far as, like, looking into it. But I know fo- folks are having some issues with that. But I haven't really been like looking for the think pieces and nothing like that yet because I didn't want to do that before we did the review.
1: Okay, the weirdest one that I saw was <laughs> saying that like for the first half of the movie, it is akin to a relationship between a single mom and her young black son. So you think if you think of Queen as the single mom and, and Slim, as Slim as the son because of how she expected so much of him but wouldn't give him the space to be what she expected him to be mm. because she was so quick to make all of these decisions and he was kind of more dependent on her. And, like, and then I've seen where it's talking about how, you know, black women this whole conversation about submitting to the black man but a woman only gonna submit to a man um, who, <laughs> who deserves it and how he ain't deserve it he had to prove himself and then he finally deserved it and then right. she fucking fell in love with him and like all this shit and it's like oh man yeah but I did find it interesting like I do feel like sometimes you know men don't make some decisions don't make a lot of decisions and the woman is kind of left to like we gotta do so much and and all that, but I don't know about Queen as the
0: single mom, and
1: the, I don't know. Those are some just some of the, like the few things
0: okay. that I've seen. <laughs> I might, I might, I might dabble to see what the <laughs> hell folks talking about. But like I said, I didn't want to do that before we did our review because I didn't want my thoughts on the movie tainted by somebody else's shit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, that has been uh, the Baywatch podcast's review of Queen and Slim. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. We will talk to you guys again soon. But until next time, fam. Peace.
1: Bye.